When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Sunday, January 14th, and we are here trying to help you make smarter financial decisions for you. And remember, the most important part of that sentence is you. And so if you are unwilling to come on the air with us live, whether it's audio or video, we would love it if you could write us a note with a lot of detail. I know I complain about how long your emails are, but without that detail, it's hard to get a sense of what the real issue is. Sometimes you ask about one thing, but we've raised an issue about something else. So give us lots of detail. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And again, if you'd like to come on the air, we would love to have you join us. While you are on that website, check out all the content that lives there. Lots of free stuff, the blog, we've got the resources, we've got the free weekly newsletter. But if you've got some money to spend, you can subscribe to our Jill on Money live service. That's where we have live quarterly webinars for you and great bonus video content behind a paywall. That paywall is a very low paywall. It's only 35 bucks for the year. So check that out. Okay, right now, let's talk to Kathleen. Kathleen's on the line from California. So my question is, so my husband, he currently has a great job, wonderful benefits, including a pension. Um, However, in about five years, um, when my youngest flies the coop, we'd really like to be able to move out of state and buy a house with the equity we have in our current home. Um, which would mean he'd have to leave his current employer. Mm-hmm. So he is vested in his pension, but the longer he stays, the bigger the pension is. Mm. So we're just kind of trying to see, are we really sabotaging any hopes to what he'd like now to be able to step back and retire at like 60? Are we sabotaging it by leaving his job prematurely before mm-hmm. his retirement age? Or with the savings of being mortgage-free and living somewhere less expensive, are we going to be able to, you know, save more and kind of not necessarily make up for the difference, but keep those plans to step back around 60? Okay. Well, let's think about this then. Uh, First of all, how old are you? I am 45. And how old is he? He is 46. Okay. Your kids are how old? 13 and 16. How much do you and your husband earn? He earns about two twenty a year before bonuses, and I am self-employed, and I earn about thirty-five. How um, much have the bonuses been running for him? I'd say usually around forty thousand before taxes. Okay, uh, his pension mm-hmm. currently. Yes. If he were to 
let's just wind the clock ahead. So you say you move out of California, he's 50 mm-hmm. years old or 51 years old. Mm-hmm. What will the, what would the pension benefit be at that point? So if he collected it starting at 60 mm-hmm. and we left, you know, basically earlier, um, he would be about 4,000 a month. Okay. Whereas if we collected it at 65, it'd be mm-hmm. about 4,600 a month. And what would it be if he stuck around there? Yeah, In other this, words, you're saying he, you guys leave. So what's the differential that I'm looking at? Yeah. Here? So if he stayed until 60 and retired at 60, mm-hmm. we'd get 7,200 a month. Mm. And if he left at 65, we'd get 9,500 a month. Yeah. That's not happening though. Not yeah. for a guy who wants to. There's no way he's staying there until Yeah, that and okay. I mean, he likes his job, but okay. he. I don't think he necessarily sees himself staying for that much longer. Okay, fair enough. Does he have, is he in the kind of business that he, if you move out of state, he'll be able to get another job pretty easily? I believe so. I mean, you never Would know what be, happens with the economy, but. Oh, yes, yes, of course. But if you look at his let's just call it 250 ish now mm-hmm. that he's making. What would you think if you move out of out of California in five years, what do you think you would want to count on? I mean, I'm not saying the wish list. Like, what do you think? Like, oh, he could make blank. What's that number? I don't think he'd leave unless he's making the same amount. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. Okay. Yes. Tell me about the house. Housing market in California, pretty it's damn insane. good. What's your place worth? Um, I'd say about 1.2 million right now. And what's the outstanding mortgage? 470,000. Let's talk a little bit beyond the pension about your savings. So Mm -hmm. first tell me about emergency reserve. Like let's start with non-retirement first. Okay. So emergency reserve, we have about 75,000 set aside. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have about 10,000 right now in another savings account, which we tend to use for like vacations. Okay. We won't count that. Because that'll be spent. That'll be eventually. spent. <laughs> okay. Yes. What's next? Um, we have five two nines for our kids. We have about a little over a hundred and fifty thousand in five two nines for the kids. Mm. Um, right. So you're pretty much done. Yeah, getting close. I mean, yeah. even in state schools aren't exactly cheap here. So we're, yeah. we're hoping to put a little bit more. We put about two thousand a month aside okay. for them right now, um, total for both mm-hmm. of them. Um, and then my husband does have a 401k with matching and top of the pension. Like mm-hmm. I said, great benefits. So they actually match 8% of his total income. So is he maxing out? He's maxing out and they're putting in more than we can put in. Um, we do plan when he turns 50 to do the catch up. But yeah, right now they're actually contributing more than we've been able to. Amazing. So yeah, we have about uh, 720000 in mm-hmm. his 401k right now. Um, okay. And I have a SEP IRA with about 30000 in it. And I also, um, I almost forgot, I have a little, little tiny Roth with about 14000 in it. And so this is it. We got about uh, 750 765-ish. You know, at this point, you know, I think you're pretty clearly going to be closing in on a million bucks over the course of the next five years, right? That'd be nice, yes. That's probably about right. So if you were to move, you must have an idea of where you want to move to. Do you have any idea about that or not? We are looking at probably either Oregon, Washington, or Colorado are what we're talking about now. Oregon? 
Hold on. Washington or Colorado. Washington's the place that has no state income tax. That's correct. Yes. All right. But you th- these markets are so much cheaper than California. They seem like hot markets to me now. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they'll be in five years. Mm, yeah. we, we'd love to go now, but the kids are really happy where they're at. So we're not mm. going to move them out of school here. All right. Um, so if you forgetting about the 529s yes. right now for a second, okay. um, if you just sort of walk away from that and then you look at your cash needs, what do you think you guys really would like to have in income both in the five-year time horizon, but really, I'm really talking about, you know, what's the retirement need? So I'm asking you to sort of project, like, what do you think you need to live on when you're, you know, once you get to be 50, 55 years old? So that's a hard one to try and figure out. That's one we've really struggled with. We do mm-hmm. like to travel, um, but, you know, we wouldn't be paying for the kids as much. So I think if we took out the amount of money that we put aside, for the kids now and everything, we'd probably want about 10000 a month. I just wrote that down, Mark. I swear to God, you should have, I should be videotaping <laughs> this on my phone. I should be taking a video because I just wrote down 765 retirement with a right arrow to 1 million and I wrote down 10K a month. So obviously the, the path of least resistance is like, oh, I will stay at this company and kill myself till I'm 65 years old and then I'm done. Yes. Completely done. But that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's not happening. I will say this. If you, if we say you sell California, you buy something else. And even if it's the same amount of money, you have the equity, even if it like, you might say, oh, you know, it's a million, whatever it is, it ends up, you're you're not going to get a bigger place. You're not going to spend more money. So you need $10,000 a month and he's only going to move and do this if he can make the same 220, right? And so then you do that from age 50 to 60, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So then at 50 to 60, you're making the 220, you're not touching retirement, the kids are done, all those things. You know, we know that you're going to, your cash flow is going to be improving once you have that extra 25 grand. The money that you're putting into 529s now, Mm -hmm. what we're going to want you to do, obviously, is redirect that. And you're going to need to have not just retirement money, you're going to need non-retirement money. You're going to need some money that's already been taxed. Okay. You're really going to need that because, you know, 50 to 60 is not the issue. It's at 60 when we're going to have to make this jump of what are you going to do for the five years between retiring at age 60 and qualifying for Medicare, right? Yeah, that's the big one. In that case, we're going to need to have you guys redirect some of your savings out of the tax-deferred environment, out of the mm-hmm. the whole worry about like, oh, I want to shelter. Forget it. You need, you're going to need cash. I want okay. a big chunk of moolah that's set aside by age 60. Okay. At that point, Mark, what do you want to say they're going to have in retirement savings? Let's just presume at age 60, over those 10 years, what do you think that they, we should guess that they will have? What should we, our future value be? Uh, about 2.1. Oh man, I wrote 2 million. I was short by one. Okay. I like that okay. number. You like the 2.1? Okay. Yeah. So now we got 2.1 million and now it's, he's age 60 mm-hmm. and, and you have $4,000 a month coming in from the pension, from yes. the old pension. Mm-hmm. We have $2.1 million at least that's socked away, which we hope we don't have to get, but we're going to need to now have another $6,000 a month that's available to get you from 60 to 65. 
And then Social Security will kick in a couple of years after that. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. Here's the slam dunk. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You can totally do this. You cannot spend a million bucks on the next home. You got to you have to no. stash some of that equity away. Okay. Okay. That was. And I don't even think it's. I mean, it will depend where interest rates are. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't bother me if you had a mortgage, because you'll still be earning income. But let's just let's like wind the clock ahead five years from now, mm-hmm. and let's say your one point two is one and a half, and now you know because it'll it'll grow by something. That, you know, that's at least, amazing. But <laughs> right. So if it's one and a half, and then you know after you sell it in fees and this, that, and the other thing, there's some taxes and there's a million. Let's say you cleared a million dollars. All right. Okay. The way I know the plan works is if we don't spend a million dollars. And, yeah. and put that, sink that all into a next home. Okay. The way it works is if you take some of that money, you can get a mortgage, you can, you know, we can see where you are, but like this plan works a lot better if there is a chunk of money outside of retirement. There's and, no doubt in my mind. And where would you put that money? As well as you were saying that the money that we're putting to the five two nines also put that somewhere. Yeah, I, I think that I would make it a non-retirement brokerage account. Where do you keep your SEP IRA right now? Vanguard. And we do have a small amount in a brokerage, um, but it's very negligible at this point. So I would make that the, let's call it the semi-retirement fund, the nearly retired fund. It's non-qualified, meaning it's taxable. Mm -hmm. And it would be more conservative than a retirement account because you really are going to need to tap that when you're 60 years old. Not all of it at once, but you're going to need to be a bit more balanced in your approach. I really don't want to be this person who's like, just stay for the money because I think that there's a real downside for making that decision. I really do. Yeah, and that's that's really where I'm at. I'm like, it's... I would like to say just stay. It's a lot of money, but I don't want him to be unhappy, you know. Right, right. And you know what's interesting? Five years is a long time and it's no time, right? Yeah. And it may be interesting that you guys will be looking in areas and you find something you love. Or you may say, you know what? If we are going to give up this pension, here's what we're willing to do. We're willing to live in a much smaller space. I think Mm -hmm. people are having interesting conversations about what they're really willing to live with and without. If you have come to this place and you guys together have come to this place, I mean, I think it's okay to, to pursue it. Um, it. I'm interested in it, but I also would, I just want to caution him. What if he finds a great job and it's 180 grand a year? He should do it. You think he shouldn't so? mess around with that. He okay. shouldn't. I, I think that that's like a little bit like a prideful thing. Oh, I will not take this. I will. Ref- but what if he found something really great in a place and you can, you know, sock away a bunch of money because the housing's cheaper, the cost of living is cheaper, and the money's not quite the same on the salary. So what? Who cares? I think that's his big worry is that, you know, he'd be walking away from the pension and taking less and therefore we'd actually be in a much uh, worse situation financially. If I plopped you down on the earth today, forgetting about what you could have had, Mm -hmm. and I say to you, Oh my God. All you have to do is work another five years and you get a pension of four grand a month. Uh, hello. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. It's amazing. So I don't, I, I just want to caution both of you and him specifically from making the declaration. You know, don't okay. draw some line in the sand. Well, unless I do this, I'm not doing this. Da, da, you know, it doesn't, that, this is a game plan that's got to be flexible and you've got to be able to go back and review it and think about it and, you know, I, I think that it would serve you better to try to go in 
and for both of you to go in a little more open-minded that there's so many variables in this kind of a game plan that you can change any of the variables and end up in a great place. If you would like to join us on the program, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. We will get your note. While you're on the website, please, please check out our brand new YouTube show. It's called Jill on Money, powered by the compound. And for those of you who've got a little investing itch that you'd like to scratch, we encourage you to check out the compound in France. That is a podcast and YouTube show that is hosted by Michael Batnick and Josh Brown. And it really does go deeper on investment issues. Probably a lot of fun for anyone who wants to take a little fun money and do some investing. So check their show out. Don't forget, if you want to subscribe to Jill on Money, you can do so on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. Try to do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.